This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome everyone to another episode of Holocron Histories. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, uh, and with me today, uh, so Teacup had some unfortunate, like, stuff he had to take care of in his personal life and all that, so I have the one and only Toasty taking over as my temporary host for this week. How you doing, Toasty? You know, I'm here. I'm <laughs> here. That's all I can really say, for the most part. That that's fair. I mean, going from the Witcher universe all the way to Star Wars is kind of a big gap. Yeah, I mean, like I'm a fan of Star Wars. I know probably like like a decent amount of Star Wars knowledge, but I'm definitely not like the dude to do a podcast on it. But I'm but I'm here. I'm here to lend moral support, <laughs> and I appreciate that. So yeah, this week we are going to be going over the last of our crime snickets for this, our running themes we've been doing. Um, it, we are going to be going over the Black Sun Crime Syndicate. And to start us off, uh, the forma- so we're going to always start with Legends. So with the formation of the Black Suns, uh, the Black Sun was formed at the end of the Galactic uh, Great Galactic War after the sacking of Coruscant in 3,653 BBY. The Galactic City soon fell into chaos and rioting, overwhelming the already stretched Coruscant security force. Police officers taking advantage of the situation. Fellow prominent, several prominent gangsters joined together, uh, began seizing control of the neighborhoods in the lower levels. So, in previous episodes, the Great Galactic's uh, War was the events of Star Wars The Old Republic MMO. So if you played that, this is the time when the Black Suns were created. And all this giant chaos when the Sith attacked Coruscant. Shocker there. Because Coruscant always gets sacked because Coruscant is the trend. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> this is Coruscant. Like, you know, this looks like a really attackable planet. Let's go there. And the, the sad enough thing is, it's in the NRM, so it's like one of the most centered like planets in the uh, in any of the galaxy. If it always gets sacked, change the capital, or or Republic, put up a better defense. Stop letting everybody on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, with this, in reference to the gangsters, denizens of the lower levels coined the phrase "better a better a black sun than none." The black sun crime syndicate was born. Black sun quickly carved out of. T- uh... I lost it. Uh, car- uh, carved out of territory uh, for itself and developed spice and weapon trafficking trafficking operations. Through their advance to claim more sectors and hold it by the Justicars Brigade, the rioting and looting never stopped within their own territory. In the following years, the Cold War, 
of the Cold War, Black Sun's influence stressed beyond Coruscant, and the game became a galactic crime, criminal syndicate. And the Cold War was a time of period where the Empire and the Republic were basically trying to outdo themselves without in like actual conflicts. Just like the Cold War with the United States and Soviet Russia. Just think of that, but on a galactic scale. Just like scale. the IRL Cold War. Yes. Nice. But just more on a galactic scale. <laughs> My planet is threatening to nuke your planet. Yeah. Or... What the heck? What would be the equivalent of a nuke? Um... I know, yeah, it's not really important <laughs> at the moment, but I know there is one that's equivalent to a nuke, if not more. I mean, you have order, orbi, orbi, ugh, orbital, orbital bu- strikes. Yeah, you basically have those. I mean, literally, just have a star destroyer just rain down gunfire on the planet. Done. Yeah, everything's leveled. <clears throat> uh, so then, the uh, Galactic Senate soon came realized the full situation. The CSF. Forces such as the Special Tactical Unit began actively fighting back to regain the sectors under the Black Sun's control. It was during this time that the Republic Strategic Information Service began joint operations with the CSF and the uh, Republic military to counter Black Sun. SIS agent Theron Sean tracked a small cell of the criminals consisting of Tefleth and others on Coruscant to in effect, to discover who was funding the Black Sun slavery ring. Around this time, the Syndicate acquired materials to create disruptor rifles and individual dispatch of an associate of the heirs to a fake trade to expose Black Sun stealers. So, and then if the name Theron Sean rings any bells, he is a prominent character in the Star Wars The Old Republic series. Um... In the MMO and even in the books, I know he's actually a main character in one of the books. So, it's always fun. This is where Teacup would make a comment about the book, because he's definitely read it, but unfortunately, Mm. I have not. I mean, it seems like he's read every Star Wars book in existence, honestly. It seems like it, but no. It seems, (laughs) oh, okay. Well, he does a good job of pretending it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't hear that. (laughs) Oh, he better. (laughs) Anyway, now we get to the late Republic era. Although headquartered on Coruscant, the influence of the Black Sun stretched to the length of the galaxy with tens of thousands of foot soldiers and hundreds of leaders based on safe houses and fortresses across the galaxy. The syndicate was both covertly and openly a force to be reckoned with on the galactic scale. By 33 BBY, Black Sun had become under the control of Alexei Garn, who was killed by Darth Maul on Lord Sidious's order. Other uh, Vigos fell to the Sith Lord's lightsaber as well, and the organization was severely damaged in accordance with Sidious's plan. It would then later would be about a decade before it had recuperated. Recuperated? Recuperated. Yeah, words. Um, <laughs> so... We literally start in the time of the Old Republic. Now there hasn't really been anything that significant that they do until literally decades before Phantom Menace Menace starts. Because, you know, Maul comes in and just slaughters people, as Maul does. I was like, Maul. Yeah. 
During the Clone Wars, Black Sun uh, exploited the Republic's uh, focus on the war to drastically expand its activities. At that time, a faction of the Syndicate was controlled by a cabal of fallen nobles under Zomit Grunstedt, headquartered on Mustafar. Uh, after after Savage Oppress murdered Gusta and and his ruling council, Zentin Moj assumed control of the faction and pledged allegiance to Darth Maul and the very man who almost destroyed the Syndicate 13 years prior. So... I had a cough there. Um, so in the previous episode, Moj was... We talked about Moj in our last episode where... He took control of the Black Sun and joined the Shadow Collective, which I'm about to go into. But yeah, um, they're headquartered on Mustafar, which is a very recognizable planet, knowing that that's where Anakin lost uh, three limbs and built a castle. All the baddies <laughs> hang out on Mustafar. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, once in the Shadow Collective, Death Watch moved into Black Sun's Mustafar weapon stores and equipments and, to, and equipment to their camp uh, on Zambar in preparation for the planned attack on Zandari. The uh, armed forces commanded by Moj were deemed inefficient for a direct attack, however, they were so. So they were relocated to Zambar under a significant force. And had been assembled after the Pike Syndicate, which what we talked about last week, uh, heard that Death Watch and the Black Suns were building an army. Lom Pike quickly moved to, uh, moved to join the collective. The last to join were the leaders of the Hut Cartel. Stupid Huts, but huts, the the Huts are always last because they want to see how things play out. But anyway. Uh, the Black Sun and the Pike for- uh, and Pike forces, led by Moj and Lom, respectively, smuggle themselves into Sindari and crates and launch an attack on the docks as part of the elaborate plan to take the city. Pre Vizsla and his Death Watch warriors faced off against them in shame conflict, which ended the uh, criminals' display in cuffs before the new Mal- Mandalorian crowds in the royal palace. The support of the people allowed Vizsla to oust Duchess Satine cries. In a quick and bloody, uh, bloodless coup. <clears throat> and then, if you know anything about Mandalorians, Pre Vizsla is a very important one during the Clone Wars and through Rebels and through Mandalorian. And we all know Duchess Satine, who is Obi Wan Kenobi's girlfriend. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, during the war, the Black Sun dealt extensively, uh, extensively with the plant, uh, Bota, found only on the planet of Drongar. Originally, Admiral Tarnis bled with the main contact of the, with Philba the Hutt for the smuggling. He was later assassinated by Cardid and Neji following the death of the former operative Mathal. Uh, another partnership was later established with Tutha and Sotatron to secure the Bota. Upon learning that the Bota was losing its potency, Craid uh, escaped from the Drongar. Drongar? Yeah, with a supply as a gift 
for his Vigos. It was subsequently discovered that the case was filled with explosives and attempted betrayal by Thula and Toronto. I'm trying to place where all this happened, but I cannot remember for to save my life. Um, following the war, the Pascoda sab- uh, sabotage droids were acquired by the uh, by Black Sun, which util- utilized them in chop shops on Narshada. And then the Black Sun was known to have several hideouts in remote, securely populated planets in the Outer Rim territories. Oh, words. And uh, I'm seeing here that uh, that Bota, this plant that they smuggled, was supposed to be like a force-boosting uh, plant. Oh. Yeah. It's it a, says that so it's like ba- it was... Oh, I think could I... could give a Jedi increased force... Uh, or a stronger connection to the force. Okay. <clears throat> it's like, okay, so force drugs. Force steroids, basically. Smuggling, sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like a pretty significant thing to be smuggling around, to be honest. So. I'd imagine it makes a good profit too. So <laughs> now we get to the uh, point where um, the Black Sun had an interest in the Tensari Point Station and one ABY, and they had placed three bases operations near Orvantel. The Silent Trinity, from which point they would have commit acts of piracy against traitors and civilians. A team of Black Sun Slicers even managed to inf- infiltrate the station. So this is one year after the Battle of Yavin. So this is during the original trilogy timeline now. But we don't see this and like the, this is in between four and five, correct? <clears throat> this is after the Battle of Yavin. So this is going to be after one, one year after... A New Hope. Okay, cool. So it's and when between does the Battle of Hoth take place? Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, the Battle of Hoth was t- within the year after Yavin. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the original trilogy, like, between 4 and 5, there's not a huge time gap. There's not really a huge time gap in a lot of the original trilogy. Okay. So, the Black Sun's dominance in the system changed with the arrival of an unknown spacer brought there by Han Solo and Chewbacca. The spacer ended up being employed by Cardus, uh, who was responsible for law enforcement in and around the station. This proved to be serious consequences for the Black Sun. The spacer was involved in operation and successfully removed the threat for the slicers and would also fight against the local Black Sun pirates in the Battle of Tronsari Point Station, in which all the Black Sun commanders in the system were killed and most of the local Black Sun wing destroyed. As a result of the battle, the Black Sun presence in the system diminished drastically, and their influence disappeared totally. So, they're getting demolished, as most crime syndicates do at some point or another. And then, uh, shortly after, the Black Sun dispatched a heavy fighter and an X-4 gunship and an X-infiltrated Jabba the Hutt's fugitive droid RA-316 from the Tatooine system. However, the mission failed and all ships were destroyed by Jabba's pilots. Interesting. And I then guess this Hutt didn't like him. Jabba did not like them. Jabba didn't like him. Other Hutt's liked him. Jabba did not. 
And then uh, later, the Black Sun tried to regain some influence in the Bright Jewel system by attempting to purchase the Imperial Class Star Destroyer Blackguard off a rogue Imperial captain called Ondol Sat. So. That? That would have been. potent. <laughs> if it went through, apparently it probably didn't go through since this is attempt. <laughs> yeah, it was like, dang. If they got a hold of a Star Destroyer. That's very significant for a crime syndicate. Yeah, that's insane. <clears throat> so now we're getting into the Galactic Civil War time. So during the early days of the Galactic Empire, the, the Black Sun was led by Dal Puri. Through his mantle was soon usurped by a Black Sun Vigo named Zizor. The fallen crime lord would lead the Black Sun to an imperiled prestige on the onset of the Galactic Civil War, assisting Prince Zizor from the feminine human replica droid Guri. Guri acted as a battle bodyguard and assassin for the uh, fallen prince. Under Zizor's leadership, Black Sun became so powerful the prince was considered uh, by some courtiers. To be surpassed in power only by Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader. Hmm. Dang. And then the Black Sun's influence was tremendous. They had practically a limitless, limitless amount of credits, more than enough to finance any operation they wished to complete. They ruled the underworld, and few individuals and organizations dared across them or pose a threat to them. Trillions of members were active at the at this point in time, spread across the galaxy to protect the Black Sun's interest. That's so they're, <laughs> like, at the height of their power in the Galactic Civil War. Basically. Yeah, because with all the turmoil and, like, chaos from the Empire and the, you know, rebel forces, it gave a lot of crime syndicates the power and the diversion they need to gain to that I mean, power. Makes sense. I mean, the assuming that the like the imperial forces are the reason that they don't like rise to power while like the empire is in power but then they have to divert all their forces to fighting a rebellion or rather than you know taking down crime syndicates you just thrive in the chaos whenever they can't govern you right so and then then we get to uh zizer also dealt with a uh, rival criminal organization, the Zan Consortium, and three consortium, a- consortium, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and three ABY, Zizor hired Tiber Zan, leader of the consortium, to steal Tibanium gas from a mining facility on Bespin. In actuality, Zizor had laid a trap to dispose of Zan. Well. Yeah, and we all know Bespin. Bespin's a uh, where Cloud City's at. E. That's where Cloud City is. So it's they're basically you know mining the gas on Cloud City and uh, like on the, or in, on the planet. Uh, no invader had recently <laughs> subjugated the planet and Cloud City. He hoped that the Dark Lord would intercede and eliminate his competitor. Instead, the move backfired on Zizor. Zan betrayed Zizor by planting evidence and pointed responsibility for the theft towards the Black Sun. Vader quickly learned of this, furthering the rift between himself and Zizor. 
That's the worst. It's like, yeah, I'm going to screw this guy over. Huh. Nope, he's going to screw me over. And not only that, he's going to sick Darth Vader on me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a death sentence. <laughs> oh, yes. We all know how powerful Vader is. Mm-mm. <laughs> so then we get to uh, 3ABY. Zizer had a personal reason to hate Vader <laughs> after an incident at a biological weapons factory on Zizer's homeworld Fallen and 7BBY. The Sith Lord ordered the area and all the contaminated Fallen to be sterilized. The entire area of the living and all living within some 20,000 Fallen including Zizer's family. 200,000. Sorry, yeah, 200,000 fallen, including Zizer's family, were obliterated to prevent the spread of the deadly disease. It was a small price to pay what could potentially have been, according to Vader, a planet-killing outbreak. So Vader literally ordered a giant massacre. To save, I mean, you know, to save millions, I guess. I, I mean, Still. like, it's not the first massacre he's enacted true that that is true (laughs) that is very true (laughs) zizor deleted all records of the family deaths to hide any apparent motives for a grudge against vader when zizor learned that luke skywalker was the son of vader he planned to kill skywalker hoping to permanently discredit vader in the eyes of the emperor well obviously that didn't you know happen i don't don't see how that plan would have gone in his favor though like like if you kill luke then like vader just stays the emperor's like pet basically <laughs> like the emperor's, like, he, the never emperor wins. Re- he never would have rebelled without luke like I don't, it would have just made them stronger huh? yep and then uh by the battle of hoth zizor had found himself and his organization in close dealings with the emperor as part of a grand scheme to ultimately destroy the rebellion and corrupt luke skywalker Palpatine made good use of Zizor's legitimate enterprise, Zizor Transport Systems, XTS, would contract 300 ships to the Empire to help transport construction material to the Death Star 2's destruction, or construction site over the Sanctuary Moon of Endor. So he had a hand in creating the Death Star 2. And then Palpatine's desire to involve the Black Sun in the most personal organization orchestrations was used the organization as a pawn to plant the secret construction plans to the second death star in the hands of the alliance trusting black sun the alliance would believe the plans they acquired were legitimate oh so he played they uh planted fake plans interesting and then shortly after the battle of endor Aurorio Transportation tried to usurp control of the spice operations on the Bajic Sector, controlled by the Ten Lost Crime Syndicate, an organization in league with the Black Sun, and a move against and a move to both cripple Oreo. Try not to say Oreo. And approve his stock with the Emperor Aziz or inform the Emperor Empire of the Aurora. <laughs> shipyard uh, and the Regesso asteroids being used by the Rebellion as a repair dock. 
And then the Empire, under the personal command of Vader, quickly destroyed the shipyard and majority of the rebel forces there. Simultaneously, Zizor personally dispatched Giri to assassinate the leaders of Aurora. In addition, Ace Azaman and Iman Azaman also planted a listening device and got a black sun again for their troubles in which the former would be placed in his room as part of his collection. So, they, some people some, took some trophies. And then, when Vader finally had the evidence of Zizor's attempt to kill Skywalker, he confronted him in orbit over Coruscant in his personal flagship, the Executor. Vader destroys Zizor's personal skyhook, Fallen Fist, with Zizor aboard. Additionally, Zizor's castle had been destroyed by Skywalker, Leia Organa, Chewbacca, Dash Rendar, and Lando Calrissian. The loss of this leader, of its leader, and so much of his infrastructure crippled Black Sun to such an extent it would not be recovered for nearly 20 years. So, <laughs> Vader decimated the guy that hated him, and then the Rebellion literally destroyed everything else. Don't piss off the Skywalkers. <laughs> don't go after Luke, dude. You get Vader and Luke. Like, don't. It's bad. It's a bad combination. Uh, yeah. D- just yeah, don't. This, this in, is what in hindsight, just don't mess with the Skywalker. Plain and but simple. He had a good deal. He didn't have to try to kill Luke. He was doing fine for himself. Yeah, if he didn't but go after Luke, that, he. Yeah. He probably would have been the leading crime syndicate in the entire galaxy. Probably. Yeah, yeah. More than likely, yeah. And Empire money, like what? And then, uh. Now we get to the New Republic and beyond. So this is after the original stuff. Um, several attempts to restore the uh, to restore power of the syndicate were made, including one of Zizor's niece, Savan, and one of Geodu Depok Depok De Dequake. I'll go with that. Uh, who termed his enterprise? Uh, Black Nebula. So now they're going by Black Nebula, not Black Sun. I mean... Hmm. Which one's cooler, Ben? Black Nebula or Black Sun? Black Nebula sounds cooler than Black Sun, personally. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Alright. <laughs> and then, uh, in 6 ABY, as part of the New Republic's attempt to liberate Coruscant, 16... Of the galaxy's most notorious criminals were released from the prison colony on Kessel in order to cause disruptions and were intended to allow infiltration infiltration by New Republic agents, including the members of Rogue Squadron. This tactic backfired as the released prisoners, including Zeka Thine and former Moth Flurry Zero, went to successfully resurrect Black Sun. Oh, that's great. Oh, and this is this is where it's going to get cool. Uh, by the time of the Thrawn Crisis and the return to Palpatine, Black Sun was headed by Yul Akib, working with Gra- uh, Grappa the Hut. He attempted to ca- take control of the Imperial Interim Ruling Council to no avail. So the Thrawn Crisis is, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn comes from the Unknown Regions, takes over the Empire, but 
compared to canon, Thrawn does not have a long-lasting history in Legends. He is quickly defeated. Sadly. And then in 24 ABY, so this is way after, uh, Xerthros attempted to bring back the criminal syndicate to its former glory and to dominate the galaxy. He planned to take over by sending spies and operatives in the most key points in it and sending them all out at once. He sent them to many places, including Kalaut City, Ord Mantel, Anobis Castle, and the Crystal Reef. In their failed castle uprising, the new Jedi Order retrieved Xerthros and the signal plan and the signal he planned to send. The New Republic then, one at a time, warned the locals, sent the signal to a planet, and arrested thousands of Black Sun agents across the galaxy, and effectively destroyed the organization. And then in 43 ABY, the New Jedi Order collected clues about a reorganization of the organization. So the New Jedi Order is the Jedi Order that Luke's created after the original trilogy. So if you ever play Star Wars Jedi Outcasts, that's like you're that Jedi Order. So Luke had a hand in destroying the Black Suns twice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, Don't mess with the Skywalker. Simple as that. Don't mess with the Skywalkers. <laughs> And then now we get to a very short time of Darth Krait's Galactic Empire. Uh, by the time of the Sith, Sith Imperial War and the Second Imperial Civil War, the Black Sun was active again in the structure unchanged over the centuries. I think that's the issue. Uh, however, the organization had abandoned its former secrecy and now openly displayed a symbol on ships and stations to uh, intimidate rivals and victims. It was dealing in illegal Yuzhong Vaughn weapons, extortion, and practically active, particularly active in the Outer Rim, where it was responsible for attacks on Imperial convoys. And eventually, I do want to do an episode on the Yuzhong Vaughn. They are the most terrifying things the Star Wars universe has ever dealt with, to where... I'm looking at a picture, and this thing looks scary. So they're force resistance completely. The force does not affect them whatsoever. Unable to be sensed. Oh my gosh. It took the Empire and the Republic to actually, like, the Sith and the Jedi actually had a truce and worked together for the once in, like, thousands and thousands of years to fight off this alien race that uh, entered their galaxy. And, get this, all our weapons were organic. Yeah, see this picture here that they have like a uh, us like a staff made of like wood looking kind mm-hmm. of. That's that's so. Oh my gosh. Oh my! The the stuff that I'm reading these are just terrifying, gosh. right? It's gonna Th- be this like is, you need so all the warnings. They were in the in episode. The o- <laughs> they were only in the comics, um, and. Uh, with that, that was the storyline where Chewbacca originally dies in, um, and he goes out a a Wookiee style death to the battle to the end everything. 
Like, he's ripping limbs off left and right and going down, like, taking so many guys after him. But, yeah. I doubt we'll see that in the current canon. Um, I don't know. I mean, because this is... Liu Zhang was, like, years upon years. Like, like a hundred years after Luke Skywalker. Like, his descendants are the ones dealing with all the crap. Chewbacca's only there because he's a a Wookiee. It'd be like a horror, like, mm-hmm. like get that. That'd be like a Sam Raimi Star Wars film right there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we got in Legends. So I mean, it's time for a mid break, Ben. It is time for a mid break. So let's start our mid break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now we are in the mid-break of the show. I want to thank everybody who supports the podcast, all of our patrons, uh, including Tosi here with me today, um, also to Genesis, and also to, I think he goes by Colonel Penguin. Um, Yes, we have another patron, Toasty. Goes by Colonel Penguin. Um, That's a cool name. Yes. I'm cool with it. And then um, if you want to support the uh, show, uh, always you can support us financially through Patreon, uh, where you can come on the show once a month uh, or get ad-free episodes. Um, And if you don't, you can always uh, support us by uh, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or giving us a five-star rating on Spotify. That really helps the podcast us grow individually and to uh, help the show out more. Um, and then if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the uh, show. And I don't have any reviews this week. Uh, we do have 31 ratings now on Spotify. Nice. So we are getting there. And we have 11 reviews on, or 11 reviews and ratings on Apple. So if you got anybody wants to partake in that, please do. And I think that's all I got for the mid break. It's pretty short mid break this week. My upstairs neighbors are screaming. (laughs) It's so, it's so loud. (laughs) Like, what the heck is going on? Well, I guess we can shout out the, um, you can also find us on the Robots Radio Discord and the Cups Podcast and More Discord as well, to where you can find a bunch of shows, Assassin's Creed, Dragon Age, uh, Star Wars, Witcher, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, all the things that anybody would like, we got it. Including Toasty's shows. Yeah, I do do The Witcher. (laughs) (laughs) Which bit will be on... Monday. In the next two weeks, actually. Yeah, for the next... Oh my god, it will yep. be the next two weeks. Holy crap. Yep. So, you want to see more Ben over there. Yeah. So, that's all we got for this uh, mid-break. So, let's get back to it. 
I love that sound. <laughs> I always laugh for the will. You gotta, you gotta laugh. I have to the have the Wilhelm scream. scream. I have to have that in there. So good. So now uh, that we're back, we are now going to go into canon. So canon's a little bit more refined, kind of, uh, at least for the Clone Wars era, because uh, the Black Sun had a very pivotal point in the Clone Wars. So during the Clone Wars, the Syndicate was uh, very influential throughout the galaxy and ran by a group of fallen noblemen from a fortress on Mustafar. Well, that didn't change. Same, yeah. <laughs> One of its members was Zero the Hut. I hate, th- I just, side tangent, I hate that hut with a burning passion. See, I'm, I'm rewatching. I can't remember too much. I've definitely seen, like, He's I've seen the-, the episode where they, like, break him out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, this dude's, like, crazy. <laughs> like, he's, he's annoying. Like, that's what he is. He's just, like, he's just a nuisance. Like a man. <clears throat> uh, during the war, Black Sun was coerced by the rogue Sith Lord Maul into joining the Shadow Collective, and after his brother Savage Repress killed their leader, Zoma Grunstead, Black Sun openly, openly maintained a base on Ord Mental. So a lot of this doesn't change because Clone Wars is canon and Legends since it was pre-Disney and Disney because it was done by George yeah George Lucas did both he yeah. he did Clone Wars so everything George Lucas created himself is canon when Disney bought, yeah. took things over and it's also Dave Filoni so there's that fair enough uh, under the direction of the Shadow Collective Black Sun and the Pike Syndicate participated in a large in the large uh, Battle of Ormantel, defending against Separatist attackers led by Count Dooku and Grievous. So that I completely forgot that they actually fought against the Separatists, which, thinking Kramsen against, they will, you know, help the Separatists. Apparently not. And towards the end of the Clone Wars, Black Sun's leader, Zaitan uh, Maj, proposed merging with this Pike Syndicate, which specialized in disturbing. Dis- distributing illegal narcotics. When the Pike leader Marge Krim rejected his demands, Moj retaliated by kidnapping his family in order to force Krim to change his mind. Krim hired two independent bounty hunters, the former Sith apprentice Asajj Ventress and the undercover Jedi Master Quinlan Voss, to rescue his family. The two bounty hunters raided the Black Sun Fortress on Mustafar and succeeded in rescuing Krim's family. During the rescue mission, Moj and his fallen guards were assaulted by Ventress and Voss. Black Sun retaliated by sending a fleet to attack the Pike Stronghold on Obadia. So, and that happened in one of the books. I teacup would be able to tell you the book, and I can't remember on the top of my head. But there's a book that's specifically that is about Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. And this is where Asajj, she became like a, she, she became a bounty hunter, but she's not considered herself a Sith anymore. Okay. So. I, I can kind of see the reason that like, they would, they would go against the Separatists because it seems like they're obviously peddling in a lot of things that like, droids wouldn't have much of an interest in. <laughs> Yeah, like narcotics. I think droids droids don't need narcotics. Do they need narcotics? No, they can't even use them. Uh, But it's also, well, maybe Grievous. He's a little weird. Yeah, I don't think he can. But uh, yeah, and of course, you know, know, the Separatists are going to want to 
like have like the hold or the monopoly on basically all products right like those mm-hmm. kind of other things so that's true like you can't thrive in that kind of environment because they're just going to take control of everything that's true so now we get to the age of the empire so i guess the clone wars part was actually pretty simple uh after palpatine transformed the republic into his own galactic empire at the end of the clone wars the black sun formed a a durable relationship with the new autocratic government and kept watch over the outer realm a year after the establishment of the empire black sun took notice of pilot sokatano although only knew her by her alias of ashla and did not know she was a former padawan after the she intruded in their sentient trafficking she as the secret force sensitive had taken helping the people of the outer realm so, like, no, this is all new stuff to me, honestly. Learning that okay, Ash- this is not Rebels. Okay. I was yeah, like this is before Rebels. I haven't watched Rebels. This was I all. think okay. this is during the Ahsoka novel because there is a, a uh, novel okay. specifically for her. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And if you want to read it, get the audiobook version because it's the voice actress for Ahsoka narrating the book. What's the name of this? I need it now. So it's just literally called Ahsoka. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna get that right now. Yeah, like I, it's awesome. I still need to listen to it, but I found out that it's the voice actress who does Ahsoka is narrating the entire book, and it's like we need more of this. Yeah, any yeah. more of the voice actors narrating books? Come on. Yeah. Uh, learning that Ashla had been hired by the Fardu. Party clan black sun knew they could pay her more than the smaller group although they wanted her to work to make back the thousands of credits she had to cost them thus black sun ordered their agents to either hire or kill the pilot when one black sun agent found her on the outer rim planet tano rejected the job offer escaping on board her light freighter as the agent fired on her and then using their sleek starship the agent pursued tano uh, even as she uh, concurrently realized uh, her encounter with the agent had helped clear her mind of doubts, Tana, the agent's dogfight, was interrupted by Kardri Tag Starship, having been sent by Senator, ba- uh, uh, Senator Bail Organa to locate Tano, and the agent elected to escape instead of attack the larger craft. After boarding Tag's ship and reuniting with Astromech droid R2-D2, Tana rested aboard her ship. Uh, when she arranged for it to f- float above the nameless moon and orbit the planet she had fought uh, fought the agent on. Even though she figured the agent would be preparing their ship, she was certain they were not hiding when she was. So yeah, this is definitely during that book. This is, w- this, this is way before, before her uh, reoccurrence in Rebels. And then during the Age of the Empire, Black Sun owned a Pathonian cruiser. At one point, Duke Blazor of the Black Sun expe- uh, expected money from Gato Gang, leading him to hiring bounty hunter IG-88. Gruti, a boss in Black Sun, was involved in an embarrassing incident on Ryloth and the former Imperial cadets Sabine Wren and Ketsu Onyo 
decided to join Black Sun as bounty hunters. Okay, this is... I don't remember this in Rebels at all, either. Why does IG-88 sound familiar, Ben? Because he's one of the uh, original bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Okay. He's the droid bounty hunter. You see... We see IG-11 um, in Mandalorian. IG-88 okay. is just another model of that gotcha. assassination droid line. And then, however, Ketsu got greedy, left her former classmate for dead, and joined Black Sun by herself. Years later, Ketsu accepted a Black Sun job to collect a GNK series power droid called EG-86. And if you don't know what a GNK series power droid is, it's a gonk droid. The droids that just go around gonk. That. Just I'm, that. I'm very familiar with that sound. <laughs> I played plenty of Star Wars Battlefront 2, like the good one. Mm-hmm. Not, not not the new ones, but the older ones, the good ones. Hey, the, the newer one's better now. Just the second one, just number two. Look, the original Star Wars Battlefront Two, one still one of my yeah, favorite. The Gonk Droids is where you replenish your ammo. <laughs> I know. I'm just familiar with the sound because you just like walk around. You just hear gong gong <laughs> just the whole time. <laughs> and which was carrying information vital to the rebellion. Uh, this mission brought her in a conflict with Sabine, who despised Black Sun for engaging in slave trafficking. However, the two former classmates re- reconciled and joined forces to escape the Empire and to deliver the droid to the Rebellion. And then, between 3 ABY and 4 ABY, the uh, Crime Syndicate Crimson Dawn returned after a long absence and sent out a message to various crime syndic- cr- criminal factions in the underworld. In the message, the Syndicate's current leader, Lady Kyra, invited other Syndicates to join the auction of the Carbonite and Case Han Solo. And if you haven't listened to our Crimson Dawn episode, I go into all of that to where all these crime Syndicates... Funny enough, when Han was frozen in Carbonite, he was set at auction. He wasn't just taken to Jabba. He was get, put at auction, and all these crime Syndicates went to try to get him, including Vader. he pissed everyone off. Vader's the one that like encased him, ordered him to be encased in carbonite, and he went to the auction to get him back to use him as bait for Luke. It's like, dude, you should have just kept him. You had him. It's like Han, man. Even though you gotta upset everyone. Well, I guess you can say the entire galactic. Jabba had a bounty on him, and Boba was just fulfilling that bounty, and just Boba and Vader made a deal. Yada yada yada. Anyway. Uh, the Black Sun answered the call and arrived at the planet of uh, Jakara, where one of their ships was hit by the Millennium Falcon. In response, the Black Sun sent out their fighters to restore the ship, though it managed to evade them and crashed onto the planet below. Uh, Guti then entered the uh, Vermilion along with Zect and a few other fallen. Black Sun bid on Solo during the auction, but they were quickly... Stifled by a mind trick done unto them by Imperial Sub Administrator Slime Moore. The auction was won by Jabba. I'm not even going to say his full name. Jabba the Hut of the Grand Hut Council. Disalogic. Disalogic. Trill. Trill. I don't know how. His name is (laughs) so weird. I just call him Jabba the Hut. Yeah. Uh, of the Hut Grand Council, but his victory was short lived as it was interrupted by the arrival of Darth Vader. 
Guarded by two Death Troopers, the Sith Lord declared the Sith belonged to him, and the ensuing chaos Vader attacked several of the present syndicates, including Black Sun, forcing them to retreat, retreat from Jakara. And then now we get to the last portion of canon, which is the New Republic stuff. So this is everything after the original trilogy. So basically, everything that's really happening, like Mandalorian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and all that. Or no, not even Obi-Wan, that's before. Everything in Mandalorian on. So, this, the Basically. Black Sun so far in canon doing a lot better for themselves. They're not getting destroyed on a regular basis. They haven't basis. been destroyed three times yet, so, you know, <laughs> I think they're I think they're doing better for themselves. <laughs> in the time of the New Republic's founding, Black Sun was one of the several major crime syndicates operating in the Outer Rim. In 5 ABY, the Black Sun boss, Gruti, placed a bounty on the head of the Zabrak bounty hunter, Joss... Imari for deaths incurred by her aunt Suji, under uh, underboss Renskar and her henchmen abused Joss and Suji while they were visiting Arshadov for information on Han Solo's whereabouts. Josh managed to convince Renskar not to turn her in by offering to repay them double the amount she owed. Renskar also provided Joss with information about Han Solo's whereabouts. And then shortly before the Battle of Jakku, the bounty hunter Muscule Shift decided to collect Gruti's bounty on Imari's head in the retaliation for her role in ambushing him on the planet Terrace. Later, Black Sun conspired with the upstart Red Key Raiders to prolong the Galactic Civil War. So, if you know the Battle of Jakku, play Star Wars Battlefront 2, the new one, you actually do are in the events of the Battle of Jakku. Which, you know, Jakku being the planet where we see Rey for the first time in Episode 7. And, uh, the Red Key Raiders, I believe, is another crime syndicate during that time as well. During the new, in the sequel trilogy, if I recall. And then Terrace is, I didn't realize Terrace was, like, in the canon. But Terrace is another famous planet in the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic games. You know, in the first Knights of the Republic, you're playing on that. That's the first planet you go to. Once you leave, it gets has an or- orbital bombardment on it, and it's decimated for thousands of years. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, uh, the last bit, um, they bid and black, uh, blackmailed five New Republic senators, Ashman, Eric, Dorwido, Rithalo, Greco Soka Sorko and Nib Tarn into opposing Chancellor Mon Motha's resolution to send New Republic's Defense Force forces into the NORM world of Jakku, where the Galactic Empire had uh, retreated to. Their plot was foiled by a team led by Sinjir Rath Belise and Han Solo, who managed to rescue Nib Tar's child and convince the senators to change their votes in return for pardons and political favors and that is what we got the black sons in canon so the last bit of portion was mainly just hey they had a stake in at the battle of jakku basically and so far we haven't heard of anything since yeah so i i would imagine we might hear something like you know in Season three of Mandalorian, since that's coming around, and they, you know, they have a bunch of other 
Star Wars live action. Ahsoka is next year as well. We have Ondor this year. Actually, we have Ondor that drops next month, actually. Mm. So that's going to be end of next month. <laughs> Completely forgot about that till now. So that's going to be 12 episodes. So that's the longest running Disney Plus show so far. <laughs> Dang, okay. And and we also have two animated shows this year, which is Bad Batch Season 2 and the Tales of the Jedi series, which is also this, set for this year. Hmm. Tales of the Jedi, I believe, is going to be six episodes. Three episodes stated with um, young Count Dooku and young Qui-Gon. It's basically going to show how Dooku became a Sith Lord. And then we're going to see three episodes based on Ahsoka before she became inducted into the Jedi Order during her time there. And by the looks of the trailer, um, her time afterwards, because we actually might see how she gets her white crystals in animated form. Because you find out her where she gets her white crystals from is um, in the Ahsoka novel. Oh. So, like, they go over that. And how she defeated an Inquisitor um, with no weapon whatsoever. Why he had lightsabers. She defeated a Force wielder with lightsabers with hand-to-hand combat. I mean, Ahsoka's pretty awesome. So. That's true. That's also true. You know, that, you know. Just but that's what we got this this week. So next week we have our patron chat, which Tosi will be joining me again next week. I'll be back. <laughs> um, we still need a topic, so I don't. We don't know what topic we're going over yet, but we will get there when we get there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything else from Genesis or Colonel yet, so I might have to make get one up out of the fly so we shall see yeah we'll do something fun yeah let's do something fun let's do something fun and silly because that's us pretty much (laughs) and uh yeah so (laughs) so and if uh, you want to see the patron stuff for witcher that's this episode release ours released the same day the same you, day you uh, release on mondays we release on mondays where when so if you're listening to this podcast format it will be later that night yes so 9 p.m eastern standard 6 p.m pacific yep and we'll see what we talk about there yeah probably something very sus <laughs> Knowing that group, yes. Yep. Uh, without a doubt. But uh, we will catch y'all later. Have a nice one, everyone. And the may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com.
Hello, vault dwellers. Join me, Jax's sassy lady rumor, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.